Chapter number twenty two of Beyond These Voices. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, BC. Beyond These Voices by Mary Elizabeth Braden. Chapter twenty two. It was a little less than three weeks after the meeting in the House of Silence, but to Vera the interval seemed an endless pro procession of but to Vera the interval seemed an endless procession of slow grey days and fevered nights, nights of intolerable length, in which she listened to the beating of the blood against her skull, now slow and rhythmical now temptuous and irregular endless lights endless nights in which sleep seemed the most unlikely thing that could happen a miracle for which she had left off hoping in all that time she had heard no more of mrs rutherford though the daily chronicle that kept note of every stranger in rome still printed her name among the inmates of the hotel still printed her name among the inmates of hotel margarita she was angry and unforgiving unhappy mother unhappy son two pairs of horses had to be exercised daily but vera had no orders for the stables the monotonous parade in the pincio which every other woman of means in rome made a part of her daily life had no attraction for signor provana's wife the villa gardens funeral in their winter foliage of ilex and arbutus sufficed for relief from their long hours within four walls wrapped in her sable coat with the wind blowing upon her uncovered head she paced the long terraces for hours on end or sat like a statue on the marble bench that had been dug out of the ruins of imperial baths but though she spent half her days in the gardens she took no interest in them she never stopped to watch the gardeners at work upon the flower beds never questioned them about their preparations for the spring thousands of bulbs were planted daily but she never wanted to learn what resurrection of vivid colors would come from those brown balls which the men were dropping into the earth she walked about like a corpse alive the men almost shrank from her as she passed them as if they had seen a ghost she never she could never forget that last meeting with her lover the last the very last she sat with her arms folded on the marble balustrade and her head resting on the folded arms with her face hidden from the clear cold light of a december afternoon her gaze was turned inward and it was only with that inward gaze that she saw things distinctly the outside world was blurred and dim but the pictures memory made were vivid 
she saw claude's agonized she saw claude's agonized look saw the melancholy eyes gazing at her the yearning love the despairing renunciation mrs rutherford had called her cruel but was not the cruelty far greater than submitted her to that heart-rendering ordeal to sit brooding thus with her arms upon the cold marble had been so much a habit with her of late that in these melancholy reveries she had often lost count of time till the sound of some convent bell startled her as it told the lateness of the hour or till the creeping cold of sundown awoke her with a shiver in that city of the church there were many bells all with their particular call to prayer and she could have told the progress of the day and night without the help of a clock now it was the bell of the trinita de mont for the office of benediction distant and silvery sweet in the clear air it was a warning to go back to the house yet she did not stir solitude here with the cold wind blowing up upon her and the twitter of birds among the branches was better than the atmosphere of those silent rooms she raised her head at the sound of a footstep not the leisurely tread of one of the gardeners heavy and slow this step was light and rapid so rapid that before she had time to wonder it had stopped close beside her and two strong arms were holding her and quick sobbing breath was fluttering in her hair don't be frightened vera my angel my beloved she tried to release herself tried to stand upright but the passionate arms held her to the passionate heart claude are you mad no madness is over sanity has come back i am yours my beloved yours as i was that night before a great horror parted us i am all your own your lover your husband whatever you will the miserable slave you saw in the monastery is dead i am yours and only yours i have no separate existence i no i want no i want no other heaven heaven is here in your arms nothing else matters my god have you left the monastery forever i bore it till last night but that was a night of hell i told the superior this morning that i was not of the stuff that makes a martyr or monk he was horrified to him i seemed a son of the devil well i will worship satan sooner than lose you i am your lover vera nothing else in this sublurny world will jump the life to come she clung to him in the ecstasy of reunion and their lips met in a kiss more tragic than francisca's and paulo's for their guilt was yet to come while with vera and her lover guilt had been consummated presently 
with a sudden revolution presently with a sudden revulsion she snatched herself from his arms and stood looking at him reproachfully oh my dearest why did you not stand firm think how little this poor life of ours means compared with that which some comes after think how much this poor life of ours means compared with that which comes after i leave the afterlife to the illuminated to simon and his following i want nothing but the woman i love here or hereafter for me there is nothing else vera forget that i ever tried to forsake you that i ever set my soul's ransom above my thoughts of you it was a short madness a cowardly endeavor forget it all as i shall from this hour here you are and i in the little world which is the only one we know just with just a few more years of youth and love let us make the most of them and when the fire of life dies down when these fierce heart-throbs are over we will give our fading years to penance and prayer we will give our fading years to penance and prayer this is what happens when a man of claude rutherford's temperament puts his hand to the plough end of chapter twenty recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c